Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Matt Pajeski, I'm giving you the green light to uh, to sound the alarm if you find out while we are on the air if an agreement has been reached. You're the alarm guy. I'm giving I'm giving you that power. Matt Pajeski producing the show tonight. I'm Chris Ranji in for Kevin Wheeler as uh, we are with you on Sports Open Line and the two sides the. Owners and the players continue to talk in Jupiter, Florida. And by continue, I mean like right now. They are at this moment still discussing things. They try to reach a deal before the end of this day, which is the deadline to um, have regular season baseball starting on time this year. What what MLB said was uh, if they don't get a deal done today, obviously opening day is not going to happen on time. And those games are getting canceled. So any games that do not happen on time, keep in mind that there will not be a makeup. So if opening day is canceled, that means the season is 161 games if they if they come to an agreement the following day, which seems unlikely if, if they don't uh, get what they want at the deadline and they still want to hold on to the deadline, it's going to be a little bit longer than one day. Because if not, how could you not get, like if you're that close and you get you can't get it done one day, but you can get it done the next day, it just seems a, a little silly to me. There was other baseball news today, not just what's happening in Florida, though it does have something to do with Florida. And in fact, it has something to do with a team that, that shares that Roger Dean Stadium facility. The Miami Marlins, who four and a half years ago, were sold. Jeffrey Loria sold uh, his team to a new ownership group uh, headed by Bruce Sherman. One of the, and really the face of the franchise and part owner and chief executive was Derek Jeter. Today, Jeter stepped down from his position and gave up his ownership stake as well. He wanted out of the organization. Apparently what has happened here, and I'm trying to read between the lines, 
And knowing Jeter is as competitive as he is, and, and again, I know business is business, money is money. You can be competitive on the baseball field, uh, but not necessarily if you're in an ownership capacity because you're kind of looking out for your bottom line. I get that that is maybe in all likelihood how most people would operate. But to me, I get the feeling that what's happened here when you, when you hear the statement from Jeter is that he wanted them to be more competitive than they were willing to be. And when he got into this whole venture almost five years ago, he thought that they were going to do more to improve their roster. And here's what he said in the statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the parts that matter. Quote, the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as a new season begins. And he did think, apparently, and this is uh, according to Joel Sherman uh, from the New York Post, who wrote about this earlier, he said he heard Jeter believed going into the lockout there would be another 10 to $15 million the Marlins would spend on the roster for this season. And that strategy evaporated during the lockout. It was central to Jeter's decision to leave as CEO. So maybe it's not so much uh, a nebulous idea. Maybe this is exactly what it was. Jeter wanted them to be better than they were, and he wanted them to try to improve more than they were willing to improve as soon as the lockout started. Which, by the way, uh, no kidding. I mean, it is the Marlins... And I know we're talking about a different ownership group here. Maybe it was naive of us if anybody thought that now with a new group and now Jeter being a part of it, that the Marlins were going to go hard and they were going to try to actually win some baseball games. They've already put together a really nice young rotation. They just haven't done enough to make that team better. Now, they did have a couple of signings uh, during the offseason. Avi Garcia they picked up, and um, uh, they, they traded for Joey Wendell. And Jeter apparently was under the impression that that was just the beginning of the offseason. <laughs> Turns out that was it. They, they weren't going to spend any more money, and everybody who owns the team is cool with that. And this is it, it's amazing that this is happening against the backdrop of all the negotiations happening in Florida and the perception, no, it's not a perception, the reality that too many teams aren't trying hard enough to get better. It ain't a perception. That's happening. There are a lot of teams, and you know uh, some of the usual players here. The Pirates, Baltimore, the Marlins, Tampa Bay does win. They do it in a completely different way, but they are also not willing to commit a whole lot of money either. They just happen to be doing it right the other way. And it's working for them, but it's only gotten them so far. So here's Jeter thinking, okay, I, this team is is going to take off now. I, I, I became part of this whole thing because I want to win. Of course he wants to make money too, but he's also trying to win. And his team with a new group, a new ownership group, is sort of behaving like the old ownership group. 
And yeah, yeah, I know they traded away a, a, a lot of their out. In fact, their entire outfield they traded once Jeter's group took over uh, several years ago. But I, I kind of get that, I guess, with a new group coming in who kind of wants to start from scratch. I, I guess I get that. But they probably could have hung on to Christian Yelich and Stanton and Ozuna and, and built something with that. But they decided not to. But still, I kind of get it because it was a new group coming in. And, you know, that happens a lot. You get a new group. That group wants to put its stamp on it. They want to start from scratch. They want to start fresh and try and build from there. I I can be talked into that. But this is not unusual for the Marlins to not try. And it sounds to me like Jeter said, okay, you're not going to do what I wanted you to do. You're not going to try to win. I'm out. I don't have to be a part of this. I would promise you, as competitive as somebody like like Jeter is, he doesn't want his name associated with a loser. Because right now, Jeter is, is known as a guy who only played for a winner. And all he did was win, you know, multiple world championships. And he's probably thinking, eh, I ain't putting my name on that nonsense. And I don't blame him. He can do other things. He's he's wealthy. And I'm sure he's still got a, a revenue stream a pretty hefty that is coming into him. He doesn't have to do this. He could get involved with another team down the line. He doesn't have to deal with this one. But this is exactly what we're talking about when we talk about teams not trying. And when you have a good young rotation like the Marlins have, there's no reason not to try and make them better. Don't give me this. They're in a division with the Braves stuff or the Nationals or whatever, Phillies. I don't care about any of that. There's no reason with that rotation you can't try to be better and can't try to win sooner. And this man's not looking for another 95-loss team. Not going to have any part of that. And I don't blame him for wanting out. This isn't something he needs. This seemed to be a, a side project, a a way to stay competitive in baseball. And he said, uh-uh, none of that for me. And you know what? Good for him. But this is what we're talking about when you talk about teams that are not trying. And it's a, it's it's funny that this is all happening right now. And honestly, I don't think it's coincidental. I think the ownership group is absolutely using this lockout as an excuse. When we come back, we're going to talk some blues. Andy Strickland of Bally Sports Midwest is going to be with us. I'm Chris Ranji. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, yeah, I mean, our, our team played really strongly in the, the last two periods and, um, you know, we had a ton of chances and it's always good to, feels good to get a shutout and, and a win um, for sure, so uh, we'll take it. 56 shots seen in his last couple of games, 55 stops for Jordan Bennington. The Blues beat the Blackhawks over the weekend 4 to nothing. That was their their most uh, recent victory as they sit in second place in the Western Conference in the NHL. Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Sports Open Line. I'm Chris Ranji in for Wheeler, who is out um, because of a personal matter, but he will be back this week. And we are joined now by Andy Strickland. He is the ringside reporter for Bally Sports Midwest. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy Strickland, and he joins us this evening on KMOX. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I don't know if you know this or not. I think we met like 1998. I feel like when I was interning for KMOX, I am almost positive we met at, uh, I guess it was Savas Center at the time. And I'm I'm pretty sure with, we, we go way back to that. And I haven't seen you since. It's been, it's been way too long, Andy. Well, come on. Hey, well, this is a perfect time. Uh, you know where to find me, Chris. Come on now. You're going back to 1998. I Those know. were like around the times when I was when I was cruising the halls of, of the Mighty Mox. So great to be on with you, man. It's great to be back on KMOX. And, and uh, don't wait so long. You see me next time, Chris. You just got to holler. You just got to say hello. I will. Don't wait. Uh, yeah, I promise I'll do that. I'm, I'm really bad at it sometimes, but now I know. Now I know not to not to screw around. So uh, I, I know a team that's not screwing around. It's the Blues. They're playing some really good hockey right now. As I mentioned, they're, they're second in the Western Conference behind Colorado. And we, we heard from Jordan Bennington. And I know that throughout the season, if you're a fan of this team, there's probably some consternation about, uh, is he okay? And he's not the same guy from a couple of years ago. But at least in the last couple of games, it, it seems like he's right. 
Well, it's a real positive sign. I mean, it's a, it, the, the needle's moving in the right direction. You know, now it's about his next start and the next start after that. And, and you know, the, his confidence will can, uh, continue to build. The confidence the coaching staff has in him and the organization has in him will only continue to grow. And we'll see what happens with Billy Huso. You know, this is going to be interesting now from a Huso standpoint. Um, you know, it's one thing to kind of be the backup. The starter's struggling. Not a ton of pressure, but you come in, you start playing well, things are going your way. And then all of a sudden, if that starter, who, oh, by the way, happens to be a Stanley Cup winner, and at one point in time was the king of the town, if he all of a sudden starts playing well and he rediscovers his game, now you have, you know, a realistic competition. And and now it brings on significant pressure and pressure that Huso has probably never felt before since he's stepped foot in the NHL. So how does he handle that? Um, as we move forward throughout the schedule. Because I will say this, you know, as well as Bennington has played his last couple of starts, you know, the Blues are in this position that they're in right now because of Billy Husa. So the coaching staff knows that. The players know that. And even with Bennington playing well the last couple of games does not mean that he's all of a sudden going to be handed back his job as the number one goaltender. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Husa back in, the, uh, in between the pipes playing against a good team in New York. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to have back-to-backs this weekend, so we'll see both goaltenders this weekend, but it's not time to turn the keys back over to number 50 just yet. What if it is just a, you know, for the remainder of the season, a situation where you've got two goaltenders you're you're confident in, so they're splitting time more evenly than like that typical one guy gets the bulk of it and here's another guy who gets maybe a start per week. You know, what if what if they play it like that? Is that a bad idea? I don't think it's a bad idea, but I've always you know, been of the belief that at some point in time down the stretch, um, I mean, when you get real deep into the season, Chris, yeah, you, you got to make a decision, right? And, and you got to kind of lock in on who your guy is. I think the players want to know. They deserve to know. And, um, you know, more often than not, that, that decision is made for you, you know, based on how the goaltenders are playing down the stretch. So, you know, it's a good problem to have, as they say. You know, I know it's cliche, but it's the reality. You know, you have two good, you know, good goaltenders, two guys that are playing at a high level at the same time. That would be a great situation for the Blues. Um, and let's face it, you know, Jordan Bennington, he's been there before. He's played at the highest level on the biggest stage. So if he's able to get that confidence back and, and, and rediscover his, his world-class game that he's shown in the past, then obviously he's going to be the guy. Plus, he's got the contract. He's making $6 million. He's under contract for the next several years. But the Blues have learned a lot about Billy Husso. Husso's a guy who, you know, this has been his path to getting to North America and getting to the NHL. He's always been a really good goaltender. And it wasn't that long ago that he was the number one goalie in the organization from a prospect standpoint. And Jordan Bennington was his backup in the minors. You know, just a few short years ago, and Chad Johnson gets claimed off of waivers by Anaheim. And, you know, Huso had an injury at the time, so the Blues called up Bennington and, and not Huso. But going into that season, it, Bennington was Huso's backup. Huso was the number one. Listen, a few years ago, in the preseason in the NHL for the Blues, Huso played, you know, whatever, three, four, five appearances, whatever it was. You know how it is in the preseason. You don't, you know, always play a, a full 60 minutes. So, you know, some of those appearances weren't complete games. But he didn't allow a goal the entire preseason. I mean, the organization – was super, super excited about this guy. He was an all-rookie performer in the American Hockey League. He won all the individual goaltender awards, you know, in the top league in Finland, playing professionally over there as a 19, 20-year-old before he came over to uh, to the American Hockey League. So, again, 
he's been on track to being who he, you know, who we're seeing right now for quite some time. So it's not a shock to people who have followed him. Uh, talking with Andy Strickland on KMOX, and and I, I know it's sports, and this kind of thing happens all the time, and. You can't really, you know, if you're a young player in any sport, you can't just expect, well, this is my path and I'm going to be the guy and, and I know how this is going to, to play out. But if you're Huso, and from your perspective, just covering the team, how has he handled that? Uh, the guy who was behind him suddenly jumping in front of him and now, you know, he's, he's uh, in, in some respects, the backup. Like, how, how does he handle that personally? Well, you got to understand his personality. And the reality is, listen, human nature, some guys probably wouldn't handle it very well. Jealousy would creep in. You know, you got a lot of guys, obviously, they're competitive. They get to the highest level for a reason. And some guys may sit there and say, hey, listen, that should be me. I'm the better goalie. It's not Billy Huso's personality to, to be like that. He's the most non-threatening person in the organization, <laughs> really, and, and that you're going to find. And he makes for a great partner. Um, with a number one goaltender or whoever his partner is as a goaltending tandem because he is so easygoing and his personality is so strong and the confidence that he has in himself. Listen, let's face it, he wants to be the guy. Um, you know, just like Jordan Bennington wants to be the guy. You know, this isn't a knock on Jake Allen, but a few years back when Bennington came up and, you know, took over as the number one guy, you know, Jake Allen was kind of content being the guy behind the scenes. And, you know, you know, kind of just sliding over and being the number two, being the good soldier, you know, handing out Gatorade and all that type of stuff between periods and, and, and you know, getting a lot of accolades and pats on the back for being such a great teammate and such a great professional, um, which he is. But, you know, Jordan Bennington is not quite going to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, not that he would create issues because he wouldn't. He's a, he's a great teammate as well. But let me just say that the fire that he has internally is, is significant. And this guy's going to compete, and he's going to battle like hell to get that number one job back. He's not going to be content being the number two. So, you know, that's something to pay attention to, man, too. You know, I mean, he's, he's internally driven. He's a driven athlete, and he's a really good one. So, you know, this story in terms of, you know, how it's being written right now, Chris, and, you know, what we've seen over the course of the last few weeks with Bennington struggling and Huso obviously being one of the hottest goaltenders in the NHL. I mean, it's far from over in terms of how this story is going to be written. You know, it, it is really interesting, the two goaltender situations that, that Bennington has been involved in. You you had the, the Allen situation where you take the job away from him, and then the, the Huso situation where you kind of took that, you know, that, that job away from him even. Like, he's kind of been in, in really fascinating predicaments since he's been here. Yeah, yeah and, and listen, most guys are, Chris. I mean, most starting goaltenders in the league, you know, unless you're like a first-round pick or you're a phenom and everyone just kind of, right. you know, knows you're going to be the guy, right? You get the keys handed over to you right away and you get that opportunity. You know, most guys kind of have to win the position and take over. You know, goaltending in the NHL is the most unpredictable position in, in all of sports, in my opinion. I truly believe that. Um, you know, it, there's only a handful of guys you know, going into every season that you really have an idea of what you're going to get. You know, most guys are, you know, a lot of guys, you know, have a great year, you know, it's ups and downs. And they struggle the next year. They have a great month here. They, they all of a sudden fall off a little bit there. You know, there's a handful of guys who are truly, you know, generational guys are great goaltenders who, who you can count on to be great year in and year out. But, but, you know, the stress and the physical and mental toll that the position takes on you, 
just doesn't allow for that. And that's why you see so many guys have those ups and downs and be good one week and then struggle the following week. And you know, that's what separates the NHL goaltenders, even from the guys that are down in the American Hockey League. I mean, the Blues have had five different goaltenders this season get points, four of which get victories. And a guy like Charlie Lindgren can come up, you know, and, and, and win five straight games. You know, it's not like these guys in the American Hockey League can't play. Most of them can. They're all capable of coming up here and having a good game. But are they, you know, capable of, of being consistent and being good over a long period of time or, or over any, you know, level of stretch? And, and I think that's, you know, what separates a lot of these NHL guys from the American Hockey League guys. Only 60 of them playing in the NHL, or 64 now, I guess, that are playing in the NHL, so they can all play. You know, I'm I'm looking at Colorado, and it, and it feels like for the last several years that that this is finally going to be the year for them. You know, they had the ten game win streak. They've been playing really well since then too, and I think it's um it's something like ten games they've played, and they've only lost three of those games. So that that's a team that's that's hot, and they're playing great, and. They're they're just it, to me. It always feels like they're on the verge of of being the team, but it never works out in the playoffs. How do you see the Avs right now in this season? Well, I would agree with you. I mean, you go back to the, the year the Blues won; they had an eleven game winning streak. I mean, they're just dominating. Uh, I think they started the season four, five, and one. You know, so what is the record now? What are they like thirty something? And like they got thirty nine wins. Yeah, <laughs> I mean thirty five and whatever, and three or something like that. You know, since they began the season four, five, and one. Yeah. Listen, they've got an elite, you know, superstar forward. They've a couple of them. They've got a, a, a potential Norris Trophy winner on the back end, defensively in Kale McCarr. And, and you know, the, the question mark is going to be goaltending, just like it is for a lot of teams. I mean, can Darcy Kemper get the job done? And we we don't have that answer. Everyone thinks they have it has that answer, but we'll find out when the lights are turned on and the pressure is elevated, and he starts to really feel it. You know, like. He was brought there from Arizona. He's playing on a team that has not playoff aspirations, but Stanley Cup aspirations. And he's coming from an organization where he, he hasn't played a meaningful game in, in several years, right? So uh, who is Darcy Kemper as a legitimate uh, championship-level goaltender? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out very, very soon. Andy Strickland, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for joining us and quit avoiding me. <laughs> I would never do that, Chris, man. You know that. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, call me anytime. You got it. That's Andy Strickland, uh, ringside reporter for Valley Sports Midwest. Again, follow him on Twitter, at Andy Strickland. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what to think of the Avs. It just every year for about the last three seasons, it feels like, for a while anyway, this this is going to be the team. Like, this, this is the time... They actually win, and it just it doesn't ever work out for them. Can't say I feel bad, though. It's a real shame. You, you never want to see a team go through something like that. And you know what? I don't believe in karma. I don't think karma is a real thing, so you're probably saying, don't put that bad karma on them because that'll come back around. Nah, I don't think so. Doesn't work that way. I'm not too worried about it, but maybe I should be because Matt Pajeski is looking at me like, dude, you shouldn't have said that. That's bad juju. Eh, blues will be fine. The phone number if you want to visit with us, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Hopefully you're listening on the Odyssey app. It is free and it's a great way to listen in wherever you are 
in the world you can do that. Um, if you're in the city or close to the city, 98.7 FM, also a good way to listen. 1120, of course, on the AM side. I'm Chris Ranji in for Kevin Wheeler. I got a question for y'all when we come back. And a question for Matt, too, because I found out something today that I'm, I, I'm, I'm stunned, but I'm almost not sure which side of this argument I'm on. So I'm going to ask you what you think. That's coming up on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. While we were talking to Andy Strickland about the Blues, the latest report from Jupiter, Florida, is that they are, quote, not done for the night, which means uh, talks continue between the union and Major League Baseball. They try to get the CBA uh, accomplished. Well, We'll see if they get it done before the day is over. Um, but the fact it is approaching nine o'clock Eastern time, and this is this is like the latest they've stayed up and talked. You know, usually these talks are done by four o'clock, five o'clock, but they are still discussing things in Florida. So maybe there will be a resolution tonight, and it would be amazing if that actually happens. I would be totally stunned by it because of the way. Things have gone over the last several weeks. The language that's been used, the tone, and and the tone from MLB earlier today was kind of defiant. And the players took it as such today that the two sides were pretty far apart going into today. I don't know what broke, if anything, uh, or what exactly is going on, but they are uh, allegedly trying to hammer this out. Like, really trying to do it. And the fact they are still talking this late in the evening, I think, is a good sign. It does not mean anything. Maybe they're close. Um, You would have to think that they are kind of close on something, and they have not just said, okay, we're we're not getting anywhere. Let's go home. They, They haven't done that. So maybe, maybe there is still hope that opening day happens on time between the two sides. Something completely unbaseball related, and actually this is totally unsports related, but I just ran across this. And um, I'm going to get your 
opinion on this, Matt Pajeski, and, and if you're listening, I would like to hear from you too. This headline, and this is actually from several days ago, but I'm just now seeing it. And the headline is uh, Kmart is down to its last four stores in the United States. Now, I don't know what side to be on here. Am I surprised that they are down to their last four? Or am I surprised that there are still four? I don't know which one I'm more surprised about. I'm, I'm surprised that there are still four left. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's where I am too. I kind of like would group that in the blockbuster category. Like if there were four there is, block, I, there's one, right? There's one but still. If, if you said there were four, I would be pretty surprised. Yeah, unless that one blockbuster did finally close, it may have. What do they sell? Do they still do the normal blockbuster? Uh, well, I guess D- I mean, DVDs. But I mean, I don't know how they hey, can survive. There was a thing about there was something about on Friday night, you know, going to the blockbuster. And oh, I hope they have the movie or the video game. If you were into renting video games, just to, just to, oh God, I hope they have it. And then you go to the shelf and it's not there. But then you go back to the counter on the way out and they have the stack of just returned movies and video games they haven't put back on the shelf yet. And then shuffling through that stack and then finding the thing you were looking for and how great you felt about it. It was like finding a stack of gold. Seriously. Uh, but anyway, there are four Kmart stores. And I I guess I'm surprised there are still four Kmart stores. Anyway, thank you, Matt, for, for helping me out on that one. You're welcome. I, I'm sometimes amazed by the silliest of stuff. And this is definitely one of them. Um, I mentioned earlier that there was a football story that we got earlier today from Mike Florio and Chris Sims, who host a show together for NBC Sports. But here is this story that that the two of them had actually known for a while, but I guess it took some time to, to get some real sourcing on it. So on their show earlier today, both of them had individual sources on this. That before the entire Brian Flores thing dropped, in which he filed the lawsuit against the Dolphins for uh, essentially racial discrimination, that they weren't um, uh, uh, that that he was let go inappropriately, and that the league was not taking seriously the Rooney Rule, which we we know most teams don't really do that. It's just kind of a thing they they check off the box and they move on to the guy they really want. But apparently, and this all checks out when you hear what's what was actually reported, that the Dolphins had planned to acquire the tandem of Sean Payton and Tom Brady. That they were looking to go into the 2022 season with a coaching quarterback tandem of Peyton and Brady, that despite the fact Tom Brady says he's retired and has declared that he is done with football, he recently has said, and this is just a thing he likes to do, he said, never say never. So it's possible he comes back. But this is how close we were, apparently, 
that the sides were even talking about the possibility of compensation, that the Dolphins were talking with New Orleans about compensating them for acquiring their head coach, and that the thought process is they would have given Brady months to decide whether or not he wanted to play for them for this upcoming season with Sean Payton already being in place. So we were very close to having the two of them at least for one season uh, on the same team in Miami. And that would have been a really uh, fascinating turn of events. I think that would have been a really intriguing thing to have happen, especially in that division with the Patriots being there, of course. Uh, The Jets are a mess, so who cares about them? But they got a good young quarterback, maybe. I guess Zach Wilson's going to be good. I I don't know. Maybe he's not. Who knows? But the Buffalo Bills are. We know they're good. And we know they've got a really good young quarterback in Josh Allen. Would have been a really fascinating thing to see, at least for one year or maybe two, Brady and Allen and whatever the Patriots are doing with Mac Jones. That would have been something. But the whole Brian Flores situation scrapped all of it. And because of it, they backed off. And you remember the story that came out over the last month during the Flores situation when that was when that was still an issue? Remember the story about him, and this was part of the lawsuit, where he claimed Stephen Ross tried to get him to recruit illegally a quarterback that was unnamed, a prominent quarterback that was not being named in the suit, and that Ross had worked up this chance meeting at at a yacht club or something where he just happened to show up with Flores and this quarterback just happened to be there at the exact same time. Remember all of that from a few weeks ago? Well, it's been long thought that that quarterback was in fact Tom Brady, and this was going back a, a year or so. So this may be something that the Dolphins had had in the works for a while trying to make that happen. And then the idea of Peyton joining the team, the two of them would be really intriguing together. Offensively, the scheme that Peyton has, and 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 Brady has, has pretty much proven he can do just about everything. He's the, he's the most accomplished quarterback in the history of the game. And he can play the underneath game, um, and he can do a lot on the field, even at his age. Would have been a really fascinating thing to see the two of them work together. But I like Mike McDaniels a lot. I don't know what I feel about Tua. I I don't know that he's necessarily going to be any good. But I kind of like the coach. And I'm rooting for that guy. He is a character, so hopefully he is good. But let this be the parting lesson. Don't be surprised if Tom Brady ends up back in the NFL as a player. I thought we were done with the Brady thing. We may, in fact, be not done with the Brady thing. We'll wrap up the show coming up next. I'm Chris Ranji. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Well, maybe we are getting somewhere. Uh... Yeah, this kind of sounds encouraging to me. Players and owners continue to talk in Jupiter, Florida, and this update from just a few moments ago. 
Um, and actually, this was from Jesse Rogers of ESPN, who said the league negotiator Dan Hallam has head back over to the players the sixth time the sides have come together. That was just a little bit ago. A few moments ago, Jeff Passan tweeting, there has been movement on minimums, bonus pools, and CBT, which is the competitive balance tax, by Major League Baseball going in the direction of the players. It still isn't enough for a deal at this point, but if they get close enough, though, there's a chance they could put off the deadline by a day to continue talking tomorrow. So the deadline was today. Major League Baseball said we need four weeks to get ready for the regular season if there is not a deal done in place today, and they set this deadline a while ago, that uh, opening day would not happen on time and they would cancel opening day games. So Jesse Rogers reported about 40 minutes ago that they are not done for the night. Um, This was according to an MLB spokesperson. That same spokesperson walked by a few minutes ago and said, We are still not done for the night. Then Dan Hallam returned to the owner's room after about 12 minutes with the players. We're approaching 11 hours inside Roger Dean Stadium, and that is from Jesse at ESPN. So they're still talking. It is almost 9 o'clock Florida time, and they are still going. So this, I, I can't see this any other way than it being very good news. Um, as far as the the future of the 2022 baseball season, it sounds like there is movement. Um, certainly there is movement in the direction of the players. MLB has conceded on something. We don't know the numbers. We don't know how much of a concession it is, but they are finally starting to move toward the players a little bit. This does not mean that something is definitely going to get done tonight or tomorrow But what it means is they are at least getting somewhere. And this is the most encouraging development we have had um, since they decided to meet every day uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I, I guess this is good news. I don't see how to look at it any other way. Maybe we are actually going to have a baseball season and and not have too many games canceled. So like I mentioned a moment ago, um, it appears MLB is willing to be a little flexible, not much, but a little flexible when it comes to that hard deadline of getting a deal done by today in order to avoid the cancellation of opening day games. So I know there are a number of issues they have been talking about. It seemed like the competitive uh, competitive balance tax is the number one thing. The players really want owners to stop using it at a hard cap. And if they're going to, they want the CBT to go up in line with revenues, which it has not really done, not proportionally anyway. And they want the bottom feeder teams in baseball to stop not trying teams like the Florida Marlins, excuse me, the Miami Marlins that we just talked about earlier. And maybe we'll have a resolution of the amount of playoff teams that happen MLB wants there to be 14 playoff teams. The players have said okay to 12. That was, uh, you know, over the last several days. Maybe there's been some changes in that as well. I am fine 
with the expansion of playoffs. I know a lot of people, a lot of people who consider themselves purists don't like it. I'm okay with more cities being involved at the end of the year. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. 14 seems like a lot, but 12 is a pretty good number. Thanks to our guests today, Rob Rains and Andy Strickland and Matt Pajeski for producing the program. I will be back with you tomorrow at 6 o'clock on Sports Open Line. Hopefully by then we have a deal. I'm Chris Ranji at your service next on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.